You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut through the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. Hi, it's Katie Harris, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneurs Podcast. Today, we have Alice Benjamin from Ask Nurse Alice on with us. Thanks, Alice, so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Um, so, Alice, why don't you start out by giving us a little bit of background about you as a nurse? Oh, gosh, how much time we have, right? <laughs> uh, well, I, I you know, because it's, it's all, nursing, we don't like to really talk about ourselves. So it's always like a weird question to get asked. But I've been a nurse for, in totality for 24 years. Um, and, you know, right out of high school, I became a CNA and then I became an LPN, went and did a bridge and RN with my associate's degree, I went back for my bachelor's degree, then I went back for my master's, um, did a master's in nursing education and clinical nurse specialist. And so I, you know, practiced as a clinical, uh, critical care and cardiology clinical nurse specialist for quite some time. And then in the not so recent past, I actually went back for a postmaster's um, to become a family nurse practitioner because I was frustrated that I didn't have prescriptive authority because I knew what patients needed. I felt like it, but I just didn't have that authority. So I went back to school. Um, so, and I've worked, um, most of my clinical practice has been in critical care, emergency room, inpatient. But if, when you've been a nurse for that long, you've literally worked per diem and moonlighted everywhere. Um, and, you know, from corrections to home health to school. And so I feel really blessed that I've had this very colorful um, experience and I've gotten to see all the wonderful things you can do in nursing, even from being, you know, in academia as an adjunct clinical professor, and also now kind of in this new world of media, which is, you know, starting to get a lot of attention from people. So um, you can do so much in nursing. Oh my God. I know it's like, once you become a nurse, it's like you have to choose another career because it, it pairs so well with everything. Absolutely. <laughs> well, so how did you get into media? So, okay, so people will ask me, did, you know, like, what did you do? What are your steps? And like, I literally did not plan on entering media. I just want everyone to know that um, from the gate. But, you know, when you're following your passion, when you're doing innately what you are good at, what you feel good at, good about, you know, what kind of lights that flame under you, um, that's how I found myself in media. So my, my story as to why I became a nurse is because you know, and I tell the story a lot. My dad died of a massive heart attack at a small community hospital where there's a lot of chaos. I don't believe he got the treatment he needed in a timely fashion. And, you know, it was a horrible experience for me and my family. And I decided at that point that I was going to become the best cardiac nurse in the world and, um, you know, help people to, you know, prevent situations like what happened with me and my family and my dad's care. And a lot of that included outreach, community outreach before people got to the hospital. So that's why one of my mantras is, I like to talk to people before they become my patients. And so naturally, um, I gravitated towards cardiology, cardiac. I threw myself into that world at work. Anything, everything cardiac, I wanted to learn. I took multiple classes. And then my community service became, you know, working and volunteering with the American Heart Association, which I really enjoyed. And once I got in there, I'm like, what are y'all doing? This is, this is how you guys teach patients. This is your community outreach program. And so like, I jumped in because as a nurse, we naturally do patient education all the time. And so I literally, before it really became a word of health literacy, was already incorporating those elements way before it became a very important, you know, popular buzzword. 
And I would go out into the communities, the churches, the schools with the knowledge and the science and tools from the American Heart Association and bridge the gap and get that information to people who really needed it. Many times people who didn't have health care or who were afraid of going to their providers or didn't trust their providers. And so I really enjoyed doing that work. And I just seemed to really get along with people. And, you know, I met people where they were. And then the American Heart Association, someone, I was at a health fair where they couldn't get anyone to get their blood pressures taken. And then I, we switched stations and then I had that. And then everybody was coming to get their blood pressure taken. And they said, Alice, you're really good with the people. You seem to, you know, and you can kind of educate them with sound bites that really are relatable. So would you mind coming on radio to talk about how to be heart healthy during the holidays? So they invited me to do a guest spot on KJLH radio, which is a large radio station here in Los Angeles. And I did that. And then they went well, they invited me back to talk about the symptoms of stroke. And then American Heart kind of just started plugging me in as their media person for opportunities. And then I developed a relationship with the radio producers there. And they invited me back to talk about other health things. And then next thing I know, you know, I started blogging and then people started finding me on the internet, inviting me to come talk on their shows. And I literally had no idea this was going to happen, but it kind of just was a natural evolution of what I did as a nurse, patient education. Yeah. <laughs> so, so were you like freaked out, like with that first radio, um, like show that you had to do? Cause that's, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's slightly intimidating, you know? Well, it is. And let me say this, cause they don't, they don't prepare you for this at all in nursing. We were prepared for like peer reviewed evidence-based presentations where you use big words and you're speaking very high level. And this is radio. They want easy sound bites, short sentences. We only got five minutes. So I realized very quickly that, oh, this is just like talking to, you know, you know, every nurse has that family member or friends like, hey, my sister has such and such. What do you think this is? It's like a really everyday conversation. And so I learned pretty quickly that, hey, I got to, you know, lose all, not, don't be so worried about being scholarly sounding and things like that. Just tell the people what they need to know. What do you want patients to know, people to know, so they don't end up in your hospital? So, um, I didn't have any media training, but then after those few, first two couple opportunities, and actually after my first television opportunity, I realized I'm like, oh no, I need media training. And so I started to seek out, seek that out. And it's not, it wasn't easy to find back then, not at all. It was like this hush hush, you know, we don't tell anyone, but um, because my first television opportunity was actually on Fox Network Live with Megan Kelly, um, I'd met some folks at Fox and they, you know, it kind of took me under their wings and provided me some media coaching. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, even just like going on TV, like, and this is kind of lame, but went back in my 20s, um, I was I was doing kickboxing and stuff. And this Fox News actually came into our, our studio and they wanted to interview me because I was a female in kickboxing and it wasn't very good. But uh, regardless, um, you know, I was like, my face would turn bright red and stumble on my words. And that's always been like my fear is that I would turn bright red <laughs> during like TV spots and stuff. So um, that's that's awesome that you got uh, media training. And what was it like being on Fox with, with Megyn Kelly? Well, I'll say this, I, this is why media training is very important for anyone who desires to do this. So they asked me, hey, Alice, you know, the health exchanges are getting ready to open. Can you just come on and talk to us about the importance of healthcare, why people need it? So I'm thinking, oh, perfect, I, I got it. Um, so I get to New York and it's Megan Kelly. And then I didn't, there's so many questions I didn't ask, but there was a panel, a total of 10 of us. 
everyone else had political background um and they hadn't i didn't ask you know for any question you know can you give me the questions you're gonna ask or how much time do i have or so it was nerve-wracking i didn't ask if it was live i didn't know it was totally live um but you know fortunately i was only asked two questions so i was able to answer those fairly well but i thought about all the things that could go wrong so in my head when i think of nursing world i'm like oh this was a near miss this was totally a near miss this could have went so wrong i could have fumbled over my words and um so it was very very nerve-wracking and i would never encourage anyone to to do media without asking some very important questions to prepare yourself because you know it's kind of related this to patient care you don't want to be taking care of your first you know STEMI patients without never having reviewed what the process was for these patients like what how many ivs do i need what medications do i give like you want to prime yourself for these opportunities because we mean well we want to educate people but media isn't as forgiving um and then while you are a health professional it's still a world of news and entertainment so you got a short amount of time to say some important things but if you don't have your stuff together like you could just totally blow it yeah yeah so i mean and you know there's not that many nurses in the media at this point and do you think that's a combination of nurses not stepping up to media or media not coming to us or a combination and um yeah let's start with that i think it's actually a, a combination so i'll say this I've actually been doing media since 2010, quite some long time ago before it was ever popular. And I'll be honest, when I first started doing it, people, I, I almost felt like the nursing profession looked at me like, that's not scholarly. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be talking to Fox. You should be publishing in JAMA and all of these things. So I really didn't get a lot of support initially, to be quite honest. But part of it is I think nurses, we never really wanted or thought about entering those spaces because we were so we're, we're really good at our nursing stuff, but we're not always good with um, collaborations with outside organizations that aren't nurses. Um, we all, I think sometimes, you know, nurses, you know, I've heard a lot of people say stuff. So that's why I'm, I'm, I feel okay saying this. A lot of people say, well, they should come to us because we're nurses. And it doesn't necessarily work that way. You got to invite yourself to the party or make yourself available. So I think that's some of the reason is I was asked a lot like, oh, I didn't know a nurse would be interested in this. And sometimes the producers and the reporters really didn't know the scope of what nurses do. So they didn't necessarily feel that they were quote unquote qualified to talk about things because they just know, oh, a doctor, let me talk to a doctor. So even early on in my media career, there are quite a few times where I was trumped by a doctor. One time it was, we were talking about heart attacks and things like that, it was heart month. And I got trumped for an OBGYN doctor. And I said <laughs> something to the producer and I kind of clarified with him. He's like, oh, you're right. And so it really showed me that, you know, there's a gap and there's this um, to bring it back to nursing. Let me say that there's the Woodhall study and then Woodhall study revisited. Those are two very important studies for nurses who are interested in media. I would say familiarize yourself with those. It talked about the nurses presence in media and how even over those 20 years from the initial study to the replication, not much has changed. Nurses are not represented in the media very often when we are. It's labor issues like we're going on strike or someone was attacked. It's never us leading the conversations about education, research, and new therapy. That's very rare. Um, and so, you know, we need more nurses in media and we need more nurses to lead conversations in these other aspects, not just what's happening to us, right? And we have to work with and let 
outlets and producers and shows know that we're available and we want to do this. And so I, so both parts, they need to work on some stuff and we need to work on something, some things too, to get more nurses on television. And, and I think nurses also need to open up, be, just be more open to maybe it's, you know, it's not, there's things about, you know, publishing in JAMA, which are very important. We need to do those things, but we need to get the research to the people who need it. So that might be, you know, your popular gossip magazine, you know, maybe it's not as scholarly to list on your resume, but you're reaching people who probably are the ones that don't have access to the healthcare and need the healthcare information. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm embarrassed to say that I have definitely gotten some of my healthcare information from like Vogue. <laughs> of course. Yeah. But it's just so much easier to read. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Like if, if I can take, you know, the word just health literacy, because sometimes I feel like, especially with some of our more, uh, uh, nurses and leaders who are more traditional in a sense, taking health literacy and literally applying that to why I'm educating with this outlet. It's really education, uh, community outreach, and we shouldn't turn our noses up to Vogue or your gossip magazine, gossip blog, because people need information too, everywhere. Now, do you think uh, that there's some aspect of nurses being afraid of not only saying something wrong, but getting in trouble with their hospital as well if they say something? Absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and use myself as an example, because um, here I am, you know, cardiac clinical nurse specialist. I'm educating. I'm doing using, you know, all these different social media outlet platforms and talking to popular online magazines and blog. Like I'm just talking because I want people to know about health information. And my employer at the time got really upset with me and said, like, you should be devoting your time to more scholarly events. This is not what you should be doing. And even when I did stuff on my day off, it's like, you shouldn't be doing that. And you need to ask for permission. And I'm just like, I'm a clinical nurse specialist. Show me in the policy where it says that, because I'm on the policy committee. And literally, I think hospital leadership, they take these very blanket policies and they basically saying, hey, nurses, you can't talk to anybody in the media unless you have our permission. If you do, it's grounds for termination. And in that unique situation, I was my, I literally, I had done Dr. Oz, the doctors and Dr. Drew that same week on television, all did it all on my day off and I got in trouble, got written up. And so I learned early on that hospitals really want control of the narrative because they feel that even when you do stuff on your day off, you're representing the hospital. So that's, a real big deterrent for nurses. And I think hospital leadership needs to work with nurses and use that to their advantage. If you have a nurse that has a, uh, a following, uh, connections with the outlet, you should work together versus trying to like limit, because that's long and gone. Hospital leadership needs to let that go. It's not going to happen. And nobody really wants to talk to the chief nursing officer there because they probably don't touch patients. And, you know, I'm not saying that there aren't things they can talk about, but the everyday things, they're going to want to talk to a clinician. Like, I don't want to hear about signs and symptoms of a heart attack from the CNO. I want to hear from it from the ER nurse or someone like that. So big gap. But anyways, I got written up, got in a whole bunch of trouble at work. I ended up leaving that organization because I wanted to continue my pursuit to do media because I feel like that's my passion. That's what I want to do. And at this stage in the game, after so many years, I'm not going to squit fit uh, my circle peg into their square. I'm not going to do it anymore. Um, and this is where I think I get it really excited when I hear nurses talk about entrepreneurship and, you know, starting their own companies and businesses. Cause I'm like, yes, do it, do it. And, you know, really do what you're happy and passionate about. Um, and I also say this with nurses in media, 
Um, I think nurses get scared because they're afraid of messing up. And I think nowadays there's lots of more, there's more training and education out there to help prepare you. Nursing media is definitely a, media is definitely a specialty. Just like you would orient to a unit you float to, you got to know the lay of the land, who to talk to, who not to talk to, and kind of almost kind of that, you know, cultural, the, the, the culture of the unit. Because media moves really quickly. You got to hurry up and wait. You got to have your speaking points. And, you know, I think those are things that nurses, we just don't get anywhere. We definitely don't get it from nursing school, but we should. We should start implementing those maybe in your research course so you can talk about research or maybe in your leadership course or your speech courses. But I definitely think we're missing the boat by not educating our nurses earlier on, especially those that are like TikToking and have millions of followers. They could be doing so much good with that. Yeah, they could. <laughs> yeah, and like taking the research that's already been done because maybe the academics aren't as, you know, they don't have the TikTok following, they don't have whatever following, but having, you know, the nurses really learn the research and then translate it for like real people because we're just preaching to the choir. We're talking to ourselves and that nursing research and even medical research, it goes nowhere and it's, it's, uh, it's terrible. <laughs> um, and you had said something earlier on about inviting yourself to the party. And I think that's, um, you know, a, a really powerful statement and it's something that we see, um, you know, I, I did it myself. Like I sat around waiting for somebody to hand me a leadership position for like 20 years in the hospital. And, you know, it, it never came. And that's when I started my business because I was so frustrated um, and moving, just really going out and saying, all right, well, I'm going to be a leader. I'm going to take this stance and I'm going to move forward with it. And, and media is that same thing. Like you said, you have to invite yourself to the party. Uh, because media is not going to be knocking down your, I mean, they're so busy. They're, they're not going to knock down your door. And there's so many people going to the media to get on uh, because it's such a powerful place to be heard. I mean, it, it's like, if you're on TV, uh, there's this, and it's not necessarily true, but it's this perception that you're trusted, vetted, and worthy of listening to. <laughs> so it definitely has that perception. Yeah. And, you know, I, some people ask me, well, how did you get that first opportunity and things like that? So obviously I was doing what I was naturally passionate about. So I was very fortunate in that sense, but I'll tell you. Um, and when we talk about media, we always, we think of initially news and, you know, those type of storytellings, but I'm actually going to encourage people to think of the full gamut, even entertainment, because that's an opportunity to educate people. Cause we see how nurses are so misrepresented in Hollywood, like what we do, how we act or talk on television. I'm like, that's not how that goes, right? We've all <laughs> been there. And so I'll say this, when it came to the television piece of it, and I'll just remember part of it, again, like I mentioned, you have to orient yourself to the unit, right? Orient yourself to media. I became a member of the Association of Healthcare Journalists. I also became a member of the National Black Journalists Association. And I started attending their conferences. That sounds weird, a nurse attending a journalist conference. But I figured if I wanted to be around producers, editors, newsroom directors, people who can green light, who comes on and who doesn't, I needed to provide service. I, so I went to these conferences, I volunteered in those areas of health to be discuss things and I made myself available. I'm like, you know, if you have any follow-up questions or if I can help you with the story, um, let me know. And so because I made myself available with that service, I didn't ask for anything. I just provided service. And at the same time learning, okay, oh, this is how you pitch a story. This is how you conduct yourself. This is what it looks like on set. This is how you, you know, what sound, this is what you should wear. Like I was learning at the same time. So I familiarized myself there and I met people. And I literally, I remember 
I met the director, I mean, I, I, the director of not NBC Los Angeles, which I'm a medical contributor there. I saw him at a conference. I'm like, hi, you know, hi, Todd. Um, I really would like an opportunity to, you know, to be on television and do that. And he's like, you're on the right track. Keep doing the same thing. And I pressed him. I, sometimes you got to shoot your shot. Okay, Katie, you just got to shoot your shot. And I said, well, I really want to talk about health. And I think in Los Angeles, he's like, you know what, you're on the right track. I said, Todd, I said, just give me one shot. Let me allow me to come on television on your station to talk about a health and wellness issue. If I do poorly, you'll never see me again. But if I do well, I want the opportunity to educate people because I don't want people to be sick and go to the hospital. And he, next thing I know, the next week I'm having coffee in the office, touring NBC station, and now I'm a medical contributor. And same with entertainment. I don't like people, we see ER, The Resident, and all these other shows. I was engaged in a Twitter chat and I didn't know, again, when you're passionate about something, thing, good things happen. When you do good things, good things happen. I'm, I'm engaging in this Twitter chat. And then I follow up with everyone said, you know, that was a great conversation. If I can ever be of assistance to you, I'm a nurse, da, 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 let me know. I actually engaged with Amy Holden, who was the creator of The Resident, had no idea. After that Twitter chat, a week later, she, um, she gives me, we exchange emails. She emails me and says, you know, and I, I, I say, you know, I'd like the opportunity to, you know, talk to your staff. If you ever have questions, writers about anything you have about a show. And I became a contributor for a consultant for Fox as a resident. So I say suit your shot, guys. If you're passionate about something, go for it, do it. Don't let a leadership, don't let a charge nurse, don't let a, a traditional position, like, because you're not in that position, don't think you're a, you're not a leader. You are definitely a leader and have a lot to contribute and just go for what you want to do. That I'm so passionate for nurses, even like the new grads. And they're like, I've only been a nurse for a year. I don't care. If you are passionate about something, you want to do something, you go for it. Who cares if the charge nurse has been here for 10 years and did this clinical ladder, screw her clinical ladder, not in a bad way, but you know what I'm saying? Like your path is going to be uniquely your path and just to go for it. Yeah. And I, I really want to emphasize something here because I think it's important. You know, you, you started out as a nurse at the bedside, like everybody else, and then you strategically inserted yourself, invited yourself to the party and made things happen. And, you know, people could look at you now and say, oh, look, Alice is so successful and that was just meant to be. And it dismisses everything about you that you went out and took um, or, you know, provided for yourself all these opportunities. I mean, luck doesn't happen unless you're in the position to accept it, right? So right. the fact that you went to these conferences, the fact that um, you know, you're, you're engaging in conversations and you're present and you're out there, I mean, that, that's huge. And it's the piece that I think is missing because I think, again, like you said, a lot of us are just kind of sitting around waiting for somebody to engage us as opposed to us going out and being engaging. Um, hey, so, yeah. we cannot be the best kept secret. We yes. have so much goodness to offer. So let it be known. It's I mean, been 200 years. we got to move on. <laughs> yeah, I always say the last great nurse that everybody knows, like everybody knows, is Florence Nightingale. I'm like, that was 200 years ago. Like we, we need another, somebody else. Somebody else needs to step up, do what you're doing um, and really just push nursing forward. And it's so powerful. Uh, and I'm so excited to, to see you out there and on the media. Um, and, and so how did, what, how did that come about for Dr. Oz and, and the doctors? Was that hard to get or was that something that uh, came about because of something else you did? You know what? What I did is I created a, a website um, and then I started putting my stuff on YouTube links and hashtagging and sharing things. And again, as nurses, we're, 
we're kind of like we work like in stealth mode we don't we don't like to be in the spotlight we don't want the praises we just do the work and get it done we're not you know but what i learned is once i did something on television i what i learned is that everyone needs some type of health expert or something or there's a health story that they don't know that they should talk about until someone presents it so i started sharing the things that i was doing um it's like hey i was on such and such and i was talking about um uh i don't know signs and symptoms of a heart attack it's heart heart health month i think your viewers would be interested in this first off they didn't know it was heart month then they're like well we don't know what to talk about for heart health so i would literally i would send pitches like here's what i think we should talk about here's some questions your audience probably has here's some stats and some references here's some pictures here's some b-roll you can use if we need a guest like a patient i can have i can have someone come on so i literally gave the story to the producer so they're like oh I don't have to do anything, but just put her on. It's all here. And that I will say has been my saving grace with a lot of things that's made separated me from other people is I came with the full package, but I wouldn't have known to do that if I didn't go to those journalist conferences. Uh, so yeah. rather than saying, oh, you should talk about heart health. Then the producer's like, well, what do you want to talk about? What do we have to say? What are the references? What's the story? Like, no, here you go. Here's everything. Just add water, literally. Um, and so that's something that's been very, very helpful in the stories um, that I've been doing. And I'm sorry, Kate, I kind of lost. What, what was the no, question? Yeah, no, that, you're absolutely answering it. I, I think that, okay. that's amazing. Now you also, um, what is your relationship with nurse.org? Cause I see you all over oh. that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I also kind of vaguely remember what you asked me from before. So, and I'll say this. So once I started doing um, media and things like that, I started sharing online and then people started, you know, Google searching, finding me, and then I would pitch myself. So that's how like Dr. Oz and those people, they literally found me on the internet. And then as I meet, met people with conferences, producers would move around. I would say connected. They're like, oh, I'm at Dr. Drew now. You should come on. So that's how I kind of, uh, I, love I moved with producers. As your they network. Shows, your I network. So your important. Your is your net worth. And then at nurse.org, um, that was actually a very, that happened naturally too, sharing information on social media and then saying, hey, I'm available if you need to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, have you guys ever thought of a podcast? And so that's literally how the podcast came together with nurse.org and just sharing information on their social media, being available. Because I think people want to, I'll say this, I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people that wanted to work with nurse.org, but I don't know that they ever pitched them. You mm -hmm. got to know how to pitch, Katie. Like if you want something, package it up. What does it look like? What does it require and what are the benefits? Because again, this is about service. Now I'm not saying that you don't, you shouldn't get compensated, but you gotta show them like, this is a service I can provide for you. And then, you know, then say what you'd like to be compensated, but don't go in like with this hefty, I wanna get paid such and such, and then I'll do this for you, right? It's about approach and pitch. And anyways, long story short, I've been able to work with nurse.org for almost the last two and a half years now as their chief nursing officer. So I, Angelina, Walker and Jay over there are like super great. Um, they, you know, I pitch stories and ideas and things that I think are important to the nursing profession. And then, you know, they'll sometimes also say, hey, Alice, a nurse, you know, was recommending this. What are your thoughts? And just have, being a senior nurse, being able to vet it in the sense that, yes, it's entertaining and it's engaging and making sure that it doesn't take us too far off what we know to be what the evidence is, right? So like if someone wants to talk about some new, I don't know, something new and cool, like a 
a dancer or something on TikTok that's supposed to help you get rid of COVID. I'm like, okay, well, we know that's extreme, but it's like, okay, well, there's no evidence to support that. But, you know, trying to bridge the world of academia and research and evidence with what's cool, what's fun, what's trending and making sure we meet in the middle. And I think that's what separates nurse.org from, which is what they're the largest online nursing platform. Like I love um, the American Nurse Association. I'm a member, I'm very active with them. Um, but sometimes they're a little slow and not as fun or engaging. They don't, you know, they're more conservative with their social media. And I think everyone's on social media now. You gotta be engaging. You gotta reel people in and nurse.org, you know, that's where I've been able to help them to maintain the credibility and protecting the nursing profession while still being fun, cool, and out there. So that's what I get to do with them. The, the podcast and other, create other events and recognition things for the nurses. And yeah, it's been lots of fun working with them. So now you also have another business, is that correct? Well, I have, so in the, in the spirit of being an entrepreneur, during the pandemic, I created a, a company called Nurse Approved. And at the time I was doing, um, you know, like many other people, I had masks and was doing a lot of education. I actually did more education than I did of products. And I was actually doing education across the nation, um, teaching people, companies, businesses about COVID and how, you know, answering questions for their, their, cause everybody wanted to know about COVID and on television, you only got like three, five minutes to talk about it. So I would do an hour, roughly a well, 40 minute presentation on COVID and then just answer questions. Mm -hmm. So these are questions you could usually ask your doctor, but doctors were like, everyone was virtual appointments. There was no time. So this was just an open forum to answer questions, you know, things that people want to know. Well, because everyone had a unique situation. Well, I have a kid that has asthma and my grandma, like it was, so it was really like an open forum. So I was able to provide that education under the business of nurse approved, which was really, you know, really it, that experience really reminded me or let me know that as a nurse, and this is for everyone, everyone has something to offer outside of the hospital everyone so don't feel like oh my gosh i'm stuck to the hospital because that's where they usher you after nursing school oh god i gotta go to the bedside i gotta get that med shirt experience no you don't well i mean well it's good if you do but if you don't and you decide to do something else that's okay too because you're still a nurse so i was able to flex my nurse entrepreneur business outside of the hospital do education and speaking so i've been growing in that aspect and then with my nurse consultant um, I've picked things back up with the resident and um, I've been hired as their, in a more regular role as their first nurse consultant for the resident because they really want to build full storylines around their nurse act uh, characters on the show. So I'll be doing more um, television media type of things in the scripted world, as well as um, still early on, but I'll leave this teaser. I'm working with a group of people around a medical scripted show that has a nurse as the main character um right exactly it's really an, an, a very knowledgeable and about a knowledgeable and experienced nurse who um relocates and gets and comes to this new it's that she's actually uh, a nurse who applied for an icu director position because she was on that career ladder relocates there's a mix-up in paperwork and the ICU director is still there not moving for another year. So she's moved her family across the country. So now she's has to take an ER staff nurse position, which she can do. Um, but for her reason, certain reasons, she didn't want to work in the ER. But anyways, 
very experienced nurse and it's a teaching hospital. So you have a bunch of residents who think they know everything and nurses are you know, supposed to serve them. And she kind of teaches them a thing or two about how to take <laughs> care of people in the ER. So I love it. She's a badass. So it'll be a fun awesome. show to see come to fruition. I love it. Um, Alice, do you work with the nurses on media appearances and, and helping them to do that? Is that something that you do? You know what? Interestingly enough, I, I sought out to do that a couple of years ago and usually, and I literally marketed it towards nurses, but I had nothing but physicians come my way. <laughs> I did. And I, I did it for a while. And then, um, I think with, um, with the pandemic, I got so busy with my own media that I had to sit it to the side, but I have been, I've, I've not uh, re reopened up my own program per se, but because I know there are other programs out there. Um, and then I know American Nurses Association, California, they, you know, a lot of these organizations are like, oh, we're going to do media training. And I, and I applaud them and it's great. And I've kind of guest lectured or did a talk for many of them. But I have to say, there's something about um, be, you got to be on television to really teach someone to be on television. So I applaud their programs, but I think they're missing elements of, you know, what they're teaching. And I, 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 I think about going back and doing that. And, you know, I don't know, that's up, up for discussion. I'm not sure how many nurses would still be interested in it, but if so, I'd be open to doing it. You'd be the perfect person to do it. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, if people are interested in learning more about you and, uh, you know, pot potentially working with you, like where would they find you? What's the best way to reach you? That kind of stuff. Sure. You can email me at info at asknursealice. You can email me at info at asknursealice.com. Um, I definitely answer my email. Uh, I'd be excited to hear, you know, what is it? Cause I'm, I'm totally open-minded and I'm very flexible. Um, if someone wants to do media training or coaching, that would be great. And if I would say this, if I got enough interest for some, you know, a certain amount of people in a certain area, we could make that happen. I actually was on the phone with someone from the Dean at Emory and, you know, their professors there were interested in a media training program. And she invited me to, you know, consider coming out to their, their school to teach the faculty. And although it's great teaching the faculty, I really want to teach the, the end users, the nurses, like, cause they're the ones, but you know, I'm open to anyone who'd like to do that. Um, yeah. Or answer questions. Some people, they have opportunities that are coming up and they're like, how can I best prepare? And I, you know, I can share a few tips and things like that along the way too, but emailing me is the best info at asknursealice.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this podcast with us. Thanks so much for having me. It's been great.